0: How's it hanging? How's it happen? You guys know it is. This is Kevin from the chord Progression Podcast, brought to you by MSOTD Rocks, Rock and Rock, Metal Thrive. Wish you guys a happy Tuesday, because it is August 10th, and I've got one hell of a band for you that's bringing an album to you on August 13th for their second time around the chord Progression Podcast. But before we get started, I want to thank our sponsor, Phoenix Fitness. So you guys know, live, shows the back, constant back, you know I'm always in those mosh pits, and I'm in moshes like three, four straight days a week. So, I got to make sure my body is in tip-top shape in order to make sure I don't tap out halfway through these shows. So, I'm always in the gym. Make sure, you know, getting big, even though my muscles are not to be big. But I'm hitting my fitness goals. And when it comes to vitamin supplements for different, like, pre-workout stuff, b recovery, protein, multivitamins, whatever it might be, Phoenix Fitness is the way to go. Make sure you hit those fitness goals. Our listeners get fifteen, count it one, five percent off using the code MSOTD at checkout. Link in the description below for the Phoenix Fitness website. So you can go check that out. Thank you, Phoenix Fitness. Now on our feature presentation, it's with Matt from Blacktop Mojo. Everybody, we go deep in their song Tail Lights. What's like from the finally be back upon stage? And I'm gonna precursor with this. If you hear like a beep halfway through the episode. It's because my internet connection went out, and we were able to get it back, so I want to thank Matt for his patience on this one, I want to thank you guys for your patience on this one, you'll be able to tell it is, I mean, I basically kind of cut around it, so you guys won't know very much, but I hope you enjoy this one, because when we go deep into taillights, I mean, we go deep, are you guys ready, because I sure as hell am, so let's go, yeah, well, 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 ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, listeners of the Core Progression Podcast. About last year around this time, I had this man on the podcast, and it was a blast. It was probably my first, like, what I would consider a much bigger band to have on the podcast. Now, about a year later, they're going to be releasing their fourth full-length album, and I've got him right back here to talk all about it. So please welcome back to the podcast, Matt from Blacktop Mojo. So Matt, welcome back, man. Good to be back, brother. Good to be back. Appreciate you having me. Appreciate you coming back on. It's great to have you back. And overall, how you been, you know, since the past, well, year? uh ready to get back on
1: the road man ready to, ready for this weekend uh this weekend's actually the start of the tour so um it's the it's the light at the end of the tunnel you know we've been we've been uh we've been sitting here for way too long
0: oh absolutely and everyone's been sitting down for way too long in terms of live shows and i mean we're seeing a lot of great bands release a lot of great new music in 2021 seems like you guys are basically following suit with that especially once I go into tail lights cuz there's a lot I want to go into with that song cuz it's nuts but it's going to be great to have you guys back out on the road once again playing live shows and from the time we're shooting this to about the next week I know you're playing at Rockfest in Cadott, Wisconsin and I get to finally enjoyably say this you'll ex- you'll be ex- expecting me in the crowd for that one cuz I'm going to be there and hell all the yeah. group that I'm going with like I said they love your band so they're going to be right there with me
1: yeah man we'll see you there
0: it's gonna be one health party but it's got to feel good being able to get back out on their own, especially after the whole what, past like year and a half that we had with COVID-19 like you said the light at the end of the tunnel it seemed like for a long time it was like okay what is it gonna happen and now it's finally here
1: yeah man I think it's a lot easier uh mental health wise to know like okay we're we're going back out on this date rather than just uh well I guess we wait another month and then another month and then you know just see what happens,
0: you know. I think the biggest thing to kind of put on that is just hope. Hope is definitely there because you guys have a concrete date to work with, and now that yeah. you guys are gonna be back out on the road playing live shows, going around touring the U.S., it's gonna be something where, I mean, it'll probably take you guys like a couple of days to kind of get back into the swing of things in terms of being on the road, especially being you know not on the road for the past like year, almost year and a half. But give it some yeah. time; it'll be just fine. Like you guys will probably snap right back into it.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We uh we actually played a show a couple weekends ago and kind of got to shake the rust off a little bit. Um, so hopefully this weekend we have three or four shows in a row and you know we'll snap right back into the groove. So.
0: It won't take you very long to snap right back into the groove, and especially with the fact that you guys got your self album coming out on August thirteenth, you guys get to start touring around with that and really getting to promote an album once again with more of a live music setting behind it as well, instead of what a lot of bands dealt with in 2020 and early 2021 with releasing albums and not really being able to tour off it. So it's got to feel good being able to release this album with touring, being back, and with you guys being back out on the road.
1: Absolutely, man. Uh, we released an EP last, um, last May, and uh, it was weird not having you know that live energy type of thing to be able to play those new songs in front of people um it was if i mean we got to play live streams and stuff like that but it, it, it's just not the same you
0: know. no it's not the same because even if you're playing live streams of course you're going to be able to have you know a lot of people be able to watch the show but you're not going to get that live feel experience where even with you guys up on stage you're not going to have the crowd in front of you you're not going to have the crowd singing all your songs back to you really getting into the whole entire vibe and the emotion of every single song that you're playing so it just doesn't have that same energy to it where everyone that's responding to you guys when you're doing a live stream, it's through a keyboard, it's online. You're not actually yeah. seeing that active emotion, that active reaction happening.
1: Yeah, those those moments with the crowd that you might have, you know, there's there's always those unique moments here and there where you, something might happen in the room and it and, and just makes that fun memory for everybody. Whereas, you know, like you said, with the keyboard, it's kind of a little different, but uh cool. I'm I'm glad that we had that, you know, that outlet that we live in a time where we have the internet and we can still all communicate and do all that kind of stuff. But um, it's, yeah, it's just not the same.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, could you imagine like 25 years ago, this all happening and bands trying to figure out how to do this stuff while running every single computer off of Windows 95?
1: Yeah, that would have been, that would have been a nightmare. Man.
0: <laughs> it would have been, um, I think impossible is probably the best way to describe it. But It was definitely interesting watching some of those live streams as well. And I've mentioned this beforehand on different podcasts where when live streams started out at the beginning of the pandemic, it was just kind of bands playing their set in front of the camera. Nothing really changed. But then as time went on, I started seeing some bigger, larger, grander things happening with live streams. I thought were were rather cool, especially what Motionless and White did with their whole entire live stream set at a uh, mental institution or a former mental institution. So it had yeah. this whole entire grander feel to it. But again, watching it, it was cool. Even watching you guys as well, it was cool, but it just didn't have the same feel as being there live and really being able to experience that in person. But thankfully, now we can.
1: Now we can. Yeah, absolutely.
0: Are you guys planning on like incorporating any of the stuff that you did online during the pandemic into the album uh, cycle for your self titled album? Or is it going to be kind of back to what you did with the third album cycle with kind of going out on tour and just doing things more, what you did beforehand or like, you know, when the pandemic wasn't a thing.
1: Um, so we did a, like a live stream, like kind of series thing where Kat, our bass player and and I would do, uh, different covers and stuff every, like every week and kind of, uh, people could send in requests and we would try to learn as many songs as we could, um, from week to week and play those. And, uh, before before the pandemic, we would have an acoustic part of our set kind of like uh where we'll just kind of give everybody a break, kind of strip everything down for a second and, and kind of play some of our favorite songs. So I think we're gonna kind of try to incorporate some of that where we just kind of play some different covers and stuff here and there, um kind of break it down in the middle of the set. So
0: that I, think that's be- honest, I'll say, I think that's a pretty cool idea. I've seen certain bands, when it comes to just bringing in random covers, really using it to their advantage. The one that sticks out to me when I saw him live was... This was back in 2012. I saw Bruce Springsteen play in Chicago. And, I mean, this guy's got a massive catalog of music that he can pick from. But he decides to end the show at midnight with covering Twist and Shout by the Beatles. And the, the whole crowd got into a massive frenzy over it. Like Everyone was enjoying it because everyone's everyone knows the song everyone's able to dance it. everyone's able to sing along with it even the guy that was sitting next to me that was drunk and passed out since halfway through the show he even got up and was dancing with it so if you guys are hey, able to, back break, to life yeah, pretty much yeah if you guys are yeah. able to incorporate some covers like acoustics out like in the middle of your set even you might it's like you can't give people a break too especially you know with us in the crowd we love to go crazy we love to potentially you know especially if you're me you love to just go into those pits and just go absolutely nuts and if you fall yeah. back down, you get picked back up, and all that good kind of stuff. But there are times when you know, if you're going crazy like that, you might need a break at some point. So bring in like a like a one or two acoustic covers to not only give you guys a break, but give the fans a break. You don't, you know, you honestly don't know how helpful that is to like people in the crowd. Where if we're going all day, it's like we need just a quick break. All right, we're gonna play yeah. two acoustic covers.
1: Thank you, thank you. Yeah, everybody loves a good sing along, man. That's the.
0: Oh, absolutely. If everyone, if it's like, you know, especially, you know, post-COVID, if everyone's able to, like, put their arms around each other, start swaying back and forth and just singing along, oh, yeah. just really getting into it, it is something that is sorely missed. I was able to do that back in May when I saw Royal Bliss play here in Wisconsin. They played the song, I Was Drunk, and everyone had a beer in their hand, arm around somebody else was just going back oh, and yeah. forth like this, and I'm just like, you know what, this is really what we missed from the whole entire pandemic. It's this family vibe. And now that bands are going back on the road, now that you're back out on the road, it's going to be something where we are just amped up to be a part of that. So you're probably going to see every single show you guys play from here on out, just especially up through the end of the year of people just happy to be there, just really letting loose, letting their emotions go in the moment and create memories that everyone had missed out on from the previous year.
1: Yeah, man, I think it's going to be pretty wild seeing everybody get back out there. <laughs> absolutely, it's, it, it's it's going to be like the Roaring Twenties
0: all over again. <laughs> as long as it doesn't end with a massive economic depression at the end of the decade, I think we'll be happy with that. Absolutely, <laughs> and and no prohibition either. We, I want, I want to enjoy yeah. my beer and enjoy my tequila and every now and then a good old gin and tonic. But that's that's just my style.
1: Absolutely. <laughs>
0: But another big thing, again, you guys have the brand new album coming out on August 13th. And I remember talking to you last time and you guys were like, basically all in a house together that, and you guys wrote, and you wrote the last album. Did you guys do the exact same thing? You guys were all in a house together and just wrote this album as a group, or was it something where with COVID happening, did you have to be dispersed in different places and write this kind of more via zoom? Um. So the, the,
1: at the time when we were writing the album, everybody kind of still lived in the house. Um, since then, our our drummer's gotten married and uh, moved out. Um, our guitar player got married. He he lives in his own house now, you know. Um, so everybody's kind of grown up and leaving the nest, but uh, we still got a little bit of that um, in-house energy on this on this album here. And uh, we just get together, and I mean, we didn't have anything else going on, you know, just like everybody else, and just get together and, and write songs every week, and you know, meet up two or three times a week, and just kind of hashed it out. So. We had a
0: we had a good amount of
1: pre production on this one for sure.
0: No, absolutely. Because you guys had the time to do it. But the key is you guys took a look at the time frame that you had with COVID where, of course, you can't really go out and tour. There's really nothing that was really open. You couldn't go out and like go watch, you know, go to a baseball game and hang out because they weren't letting any fans and you couldn't go to really any sporting event for that matter. So what were you gonna do with that time? Even with your guitars, with your drummer getting married and kind of leaving the nest in a way because now they've got family they've got families they have to worry about and have responsibilities towards. So I it's totally understandable that that would happen. But the fact that you yeah. guys were able to use that time and use it the most efficiently as possible to get together as much as possible to continue to write this album in the same style that you have written all your previous albums, that just speaks volumes to the quality that's going to end up coming on this album, especially from the single taillights that we've seen. Oh, my God. Yeah, quality is definitely <laughs> the name of the game here.
1: Thanks, man. I appreciate that. I appreciate that.
0: Now, I got to ask about Tailights because I went into this song and I was not necessarily sure what to expect on it. And I listened to it one time through and I had my hand on my head like this, but it wasn't And I was trying to think I'm like, there is some kind of influence here on this song that I can just I can feel it, but I just can't necessarily pick it out. And then I listened to it two more times and all of a sudden it hit me. I'm like, you've got to be kidding me how in the hell did you guys in blacktop mojo bring out this song tail lights with your style, but also feel like you had an influence of Prince and put it on this track and made it sound astoundingly perfect.
1: I appreciate that, man. I'm a big Prince fan. So that's a, that's a, that's a huge compliment. Um, Taillights was cool in the fact that we were in the, in the studio. Like we didn't even have that song written when we went to go track the album. Um, so we were in the, we were in Nashville for about two weeks tracking the album, um, getting all the guitars, bass, drums, you know, the, the bones of the song, um, bones, all the songs down. And uh, I was at the gym one morning and I was coming back to the house and I was, um, in my phone, I found this recording that our producer sent us like probably six months back that I like had forgotten about and just kind of found it and it, it came on like a little shuffle in my in my truck and uh it's like oh wow this is this is cool right and uh went back took a shower had that had it playing in the shower like literally the whole time i was in there and and just uh kind of came up with the course and then while we were sitting in there there there's like this little lounge area in the in the studio um we have a songwriter buddy of ours um from that's from palestine here that we've known for a long time his name's alex smith and he was visiting. Uh, the studio at the time and since he was there i was like hey man uh check this out so i got i got this little chorus kind of in my head and like it goes along with this guitar part and uh so we just sat there and we started writing and uh we got like the first verse done and then the session was over and we had like the first verse and a chorus or whatever and we went back to the house and just drank all night and, and wrote on the song and uh i think it was probably like four in the morning when we finished up and we had a whole new song and we recorded it The next day so it was was pretty
0: neat the thing that shocks me the most about that whole entire story is the fact that this song wasn't even just like a plan when you guys started tracking this whole entire record and all of a sudden you listen to that little uh demo that your producer sent you and all of a sudden you get inspired by it and you start working on this and within a single day all of a sudden you get a verse you get a chorus set up for it and then you just go back to the house and you get back to the whole entire writing style that you have with black tom mojo to end up coming up with a full song by four in the morning and then you guys are able to put it down and just really record it and then release it as the interesting thing. And it's just, I mean, I can't help but make that comparison, man. But with both the instrumentals and the vocal style, which I will want to get into a lot deeper. But when I was thinking Prince, I'm just thinking, I don't know how you did this. I have no idea how you guys put this out there. But I'm pretty sure if Prince was still alive and someone sent in this track, even he would say, damn, they did good on this.
1: Let's <laughs> well, hope so, man, that'd be that'd be pretty cool um yeah it definitely it definitely had like a little bit of a magic to it um i don't think it would have happened if we were just recording at at the house or whatever you know it it was just kind of something that happens since we're kind of immersed in recording and in another city and you know away from home it just kind of just kind of all fell in together
0: i mean absolutely it did and when it came to writing the song, I've I whenever I dive deep into a song, is, you know, I always like to just like look at the meanings like first off the song to try and get a whole entire vibe off the song, which then really amplifies in my opinion, really amplifies that kind of prince comparison as well in terms of just bringing forward the whole entire sound of it. So, when you're writing the song, when you're putting the lyrics down to it after you were listening through with the demo and really trying to work out a style for the song, what did you come up with the meaning for this song and how to portray it through the way that this demo sounded in order to really bring out what tail lights is today
1: um the meaning was kind of it it kind of came from it stemmed from kind of a fight that i had had with my lady um it was just this small fight and then you know you take that feeling and then a, a lot of the times you take that feeling and kind of expand on it and make up these these characters these situations in your head and just kind of uh, write a story kind of in your head and and that's, that's kind of where that song came from. It's just one of those story songs.
0: Not going to lie. It's kind of where I thought it was coming from because I'm thinking, you know, ta- like the name taillights, you're always thinking about, you know, you're seeing the back end of a car, of course, because well, that's when you see taillights so when you're seeing the back end of it. And it's kind of like you sure. can see the taillights whenever you see him driving away and you see him get fainter and fainter. So I'm like, I'm thinking this about like losing a person that you love the most in the world. So you're kind of making up that scenario in your head. Or a moment when you realize how much that person meant to you and you don't want to lose them. It has this overall feeling of realization that the person you're with is the person that makes you feel like your whole entire self and pushes you to be the best possible person you can be. But then the issue comes into, like, did you have enough time to save it with those taillights going beyond? Are you able to catch up to them? Or is it to a point where those taillights are far too down the road where they're going to become dimmer and dimmer and dimmer until all of a sudden the point they're gone and you've lost your chance because they've faded in the distance? So it really brings up that kind of idea where I could easily tell there was some kind of thing going on there, but it being able to just take that mindset and expand on it in terms of creating a whole entire story where a lot of people have gone through something like that, where they have, you know, it's like, it's better to have loved and lost and never to have loved at all. It's kind of like the to love and potentially to have lost at the same point as well, or realize what you're losing before you lose it. So you don't have to lose it.
1: Yeah. I, I think you hit the nail on the head there, man. It's uh
0: Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean it gets deep as well, just because even with myself as well, like I still remember a certain time. This was a couple of years, It's about four four and a half years ago already, where the girl was in where we got into a fight, and I remember she was driving away from the house and I knew she was like because she was crying, it was just not a good situation. And I ran outside and I just saw the taillights just like burst down the street and then take a hard right on a um you know, a much busier street and i'm just thinking i can't believe i just let that happen i can't believe like i let the like let this loss happen in a way and and after that like we were never the same s- after that but it just kind of just took me to a certain idea that certain just instance right then and there even with the name taillights but the, the mood of the whole entire song kind of had me in this emotion of going back to that moment when all of a in the taillights and just how i kind of felt at that certain time as well the song really puts out that whole entire idea and the emotion of the realization of what you're losing or what you have lost.
1: Absolutely, man. That's, uh, it's, uh, it's definitely about losing something that you don't want to lose, that you're, you're, you're in that moment and that realization hits you that they're gone. As soon as you see them turn that corner, you know?
0: And it's like, once they turn that corner and they're gone forever, you really just feel and understand that, you potentially have lost something that you really care about and you could potentially never get something like that again. So the feeling really comes forward through heck when I was in, when I was in Amsterdam in 2019 and I was hanging out with this one, this one girl and she dropped me off at the airport as she left, I was thinking maybe I should just stay here because it was just too much. It was just too much fun. It was such a great time being there. And I've lost contact with her. Of course. I mean, that's almost two years ago at this point, And because of COVID, yeah. I couldn't, I was never able to go back. <laughs> and until or until probably next year but by this point it's just like that's long gone already so i still remember like getting out of the car and of course walking in the airport but then turning my head and watching the car go down the street of course it was daytime but still seeing the back end of the car drive down i'm like i can still i can still remember that moment And this song again it perfectly puts that out there i'm like man i think i lost it again and but i was also in way too like much of like a happy euphoric state from the whole entire week i just had but Going on the plane ride from Amsterdam to Dublin to get back to Chicago, I'm just like, "Ah, did I make the right choice? And this song just perfectly encapsulates that moment.
1: Yeah, it's kind of like a what could I have done different type of
0: thing. Yeah. I I can see that, for sure. Yeah, and again, I think uh, when you guys play this one live, I think this is going to be one of those songs where everyone slows down and everyone just really takes in the song as a whole to the point where... You could potentially be seeing a lot of, you know, teary eyes in the audience. Very similar <laughs> to what I've seen when I, I've seen Disturbed live and they played Hold On to Memory. Seeing the tears in the audience, I think you have a song that could really bring out the emotion of a lot of people. Especially this year, given the fact that you guys are going to be back up on stage again. It's going to be absolutely nuts. People's emotions are going to be running high. The state of euphoria is going to be there. But when they get to a more contemplative state, it's really going to be interesting to see how this song hits people in there, you know in the feels
1: man. I can't wait I can't wait to play live
0: <laughs> it's gonna be interesting and then when it came to the Prince comparison like the initial part that I found that on in the was right out of the intro because you had the melancholic more melodic high-pitched guitar and the consistent rim hit on the snare gives it more of that ballad feel I'm like the guitar tone it reminded me of Prince and I'm like I wasn't expecting that I had to go through a couple of times to really figure that out And I was like, I'm not sure if you guys were inspired by this right off the bat, but right from it, right when I thought of it, I'm like, I'm 100% for it. Like, this is, this is something. So it was kind of somewhere when you listen to it for the first time and you get that idea, you're already like sunk into it and you already have this certain feel. Kind of like, you know, if I had to bring up a Prince song specifically that it kind of reminded me of a little bit, I have to put Purple Rain. It just had this like a similar kind of base emotion to it that was really let out but with the blacktop mojo style. Thank you, man.
1: That's like I said, that's a, that's a very high compliment right there.
0: We're all big Prince fans. So
1: you're comparing us to the tip of the top right there.
0: Oh, I can, I can keep going too, because as you got into the verses, like the style from the intro really didn't change but the higher-pitched guitar became a little bit more prominent, which I will get to your vocals in a different section because I want to go through the instrumental first, but like, it would force your vocals to really guide the song, but it's not a bad thing with the Prince inspiration I was picking up on because it sets your vocals really to lead the emotion of the song and to take the chorus to be more of this grander thing, but it all depended upon how the chorus was going to hit and how your vocals were going to hit, but once you got to that chorus, you get a similar style again to the verse, but the drums play off of the rim and get more of that snare in there with a little bit of a slower pacing, And the acoustic guitar also kind of shows up. And it really does create more of this full feel of the song instrumentally. But, you know, isolated, they aren't entirely powerful. Like a Prince song where the vocals are going to be able to do the work and really carry this section as well in a cohesive unit. So I'm like, again, this is a whole entire song. The vocals are going to have to come in to really also make this work. It's not just an instrumental thing. It's not just a vocal thing. This is a full band, full inspiration, full necessity of like an ingredients mix. Like you need all five of those ingredients there. You don't need, you can't just have one. You got to have all five to work together to make this song as powerful as it is.
1: Definitely. It's just a, that song in particular is made up of a million little pieces that just kind of come together. So,
0: No, they, and they absolutely do because even when you get to kind of more of the solo towards the end, the drums kept that consistent style they had in the chorus, so is the acoustic guitar, but the electric guitar takes the whole style that, again, it kind of reminds, like I said, Purple Rain. It had a reminiscent feel of the Purple Rain solo bit, but in the black top mojo style. And I thought, I'm reading this off of what I realized. I said, holy crap, I was not expecting that, but the power behind it is absolutely perfect, and when you match the vocals up with the rest of the song with it, you get this incredibly powerful emotional moment of realization that is easily... Easily, the way to go on this song to really bring out the message and bring out the emotion that the message portrays, so that people again, it's when this solo hits. I think this is really where you know, live people are really gonna get to feel the song, and you're gonna start seeing some tears in their eyes. We'll see,
1: we'll see when it happens. Uh, we we get to to play it. Um, the the sulfur ones are always cool, man, because um. You either get the tears in the eyes or you just get people that are just, you know, vibing and and feeling it, you know, so uh, we played it. We played it live a couple of weekends ago at that show for the first time. And uh, it was it was one of it was a cool, cool change up in the set to be able to just kind of play some more vibey kind of slow, slow stuff like that.
0: Where did you put this one in the set in particular? Was it more in the middle to kind of break everything up and give like more of like a halftime in a way, kind of like you were saying with those potential covers? Or is something where you kind of put it closer to the end to really kind of give the show a little more of that deeper meaning towards the end before you really kind of came in back with a full-on blacktop mojo style and blew people away at the end? Um,
1: right now, I think it's it's more toward the end of the set. Um, kind of give everybody a little, you know, bring it down a little bit before you before you come back and hit them in the face for the for the finale for
0: the end you know, so um. no i totally understand that and that's kind of a way like whenever i know bands that have something of like a softer a couple songs or like a couple acoustic songs they come in with i would much rather see them a little bit towards the end of the set but not at the exact end because like my my best example is like when i saw ride uh rising Against at ride fest in 2019 like it was hot and super duper humid so they're playing all their like you know more fast-paced more p- classic punk rock stuff and we're just going absolutely nuts but it got to a point where, like, we all need a break, and then all of a sudden, here comes him with the acoustic guitar, plays two songs, and everyone is just super duper happy because now nobody's like kind of pushing each other. No one's kind of the yeah. it's not going crazy. The, the crowd's not like just you know packed in so dang heavily, and everyone's kind of catching breath a bit. little bit. Pretty much, yeah. And then they played, I think it was two more songs after that, and we went all nuts. And it was just like I like, oh, was like, we needed that little bit of a breather to really a- bring the energy back for the end of the set. And if you guys are going to do something similar like that with Taillights, I think that's the best way to go because people are going to be really into the show. And all of a sudden, you know, the energy level might start to dip a little bit just because if you guys are going for a good, consistent amount of time. Eventually, people are going to just be like, OK, we need a little bit of a breather before we can really amp yeah. up and go full force again. And this is the perfect time to do it because then those last two or three songs, people can come back in full force like they had in the first three songs of the set.
1: For sure. For sure.
0: And then also, you know, if they got a beer in their hand, they can finish that up as well and really just <laughs> enjoy not to worry about trying to rush it. Yep.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah, but Wisconsin Energy Drink, everyone else has Monster Energy and Red Bull. We just have beer. It's It's got, a, it's got enough for us. <laughs> but when it came to the song as well, when it came to recording the vocals, was it something where when it came to the vocal pattern, or was it something that you just kind of felt off of the initial vibe of the instrumentals with the demo, or was it something where you just kind of just struggled with an idea for it. And you want to make sure that this fit in the certain way to really bring out the style that you did, because it was not, if I, if I put the word dynamic in with the style, I think that's the best way to describe it is the vocal style on this one is rather dynamic.
1: Um, yeah, I think, I think it was just, a kind of an, an initial thing from the start. It just kind of wrapped around that, um, that initial slide guitar stuff in the beginning. And, uh, it kind of lent itself to, um, singing in this empty spaces, you know what I mean? So you got the kind of quicker cadence on stuff where it's just kind of in between, um, all those vibey type of guitar parts. You know?
0: Yeah. And again, it kind of came, when I said those dynamic vocals, I was like, with those slide guitars, it just, you had to do something that again, when I kind of bring up that whole entire like Prince inspiration mindset this is where the vocals really hit in with this well. Because I'm even looking like, when you get to the first verse, like your vocals, they take a clean, more drawn kind of down approach in terms of the overall, like, they're not like super forceful they're kind of drawn back a little bit to the tone. But, you know, still rather full of volume and really matchable with the softer electric guitar in the back. But the one thing I want to note is I'm in kind of like in the second half of that verse verse, there are some quicker paced vocals, but a little bit more of this urgent feel to the song the realization that you're losing the one that you love. So you're bringing a little bit more of that urgency to it. And hearing those quick little bursts where it's not, you know, super duper like quick, but it's something, you know, like, you know, not like a crazy metalcore song where everyone's just going like, and just going nuts. It's somewhere it's like a little bit quicker, but they give off those Prince vibes once again. And it really is a song set in a full motion. I'm all here for it because honestly, it helps to give you the much more context of the song because you finally feel like you're realizing what is happening. You realize that you are losing something near and dear to you. It's that time where it actually hits you. So, again, if people have been going through certain things in life, when they see you live, if something similar like this, or maybe they've just recently lost somebody, or, you know, just ended a relationship and they feel like that they've lost someone very special to them, they're going to hear this and they're really going to be able to understand that emotion just through this song and through your vocals in the first verse. Yeah, man.
1: Um, Yeah, it's definitely about a sense of urgency. Like you're saying, like, you're in that moment of you're losing that that's somebody, that special somebody. And um I don't know if you know in the I mean, there's no real resolution to the story in the song. So um you don't really know if you're ever gonna get them back or not. So um.
0: Oh, not at all. Even like when you got to the second verse as well, like I was just this is where something I'm like, I could not believe you did this because your vocals first play at the faster pace, but in the second half of that second verse, we get this much more emo- heavily emotional higher pitch vocal. That sounds like there is literally a knife going into your side. And the knife is what, you know, the person did, like what you did or something. It caused the person you love to potentially, you know, leave like what you've done to make that person, you know, want to go away and potentially lose them. And the tone itself is perfectly tied to that print sound. And I'm absolutely loving the move on here because, the pattern, the expression is done so well to really bring out the vibe of the song, but also kind of use like a little bit away that Prince style to just really bring forward that emotion and bring forward that feeling of you realize instead of that you are losing someone. Now you're realizing what you done to make this happen. Yeah.
1: Thank you, man. I appreciate it.
0: Oh, and we're not even done because then there's the chorus where you get the more melancholic, full, lower vocal from yourself. And I, of course, really like the move here as well because it provides more to that realization and that when you see the person you love leaving and you're so hurt by what you have done in order to make that person leave, it's like you, can, I, you can't muster up the strength to call them back because you're so disappointed with yourself where you're just too you kind of lose res- it's like whatever you did in order to make that person leave and no longer want to be with you or res- potentially lose their respect you kind of it kind of feels like you lose your respect for yourself in a way because it, it just i don't know why it just emotionally hurts but then again when i go back to that first uh story i, t- I talked about where kind of relating to this song it was when uh, when the, my girlfriend left and i saw the taillights you know make the turn down the right turn down this other street and then it was gone like I couldn't even like I, I couldn't even move, it it and this song yeah. especially with the way you you sung in the chorus, it felt like that. It felt just like that moment. It took me back to that moment back in February twenty seventeen. I'm just sitting in the street, just trying to figure out what the hell I just did and trying to figure out wh- what what I can do to fix this. But that moment, I didn't even think that I could fix it at all. I thought that yeah. I was I thought I was dead in the water at that point. But it just perfectly encapsulated that emotion. It was just oh man. It was like time travel, man. It was like time travel. Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah. It's just that uh, that that image of those lights, man. That shit. That it, it's going to be. It's burned into your brain, you know. It's just kind of, um, and that's that's kind of the image that came to mind when we were writing it. So,
0: and then you watch the music video for it. And the first thing you see are just two red lights descending on. I think it was either you or the drummer. I'm just thinking. I don't know how you got it more perfect with just the beginning <laughs> of the music. and like, okay, you guys are basically playing out there right away with the consistent use of just different red lights. And also when the chorus, hit you bring in some whiter lights in there as well to kind of bring forward that realization moment? But I know the red lights were still kept in there a little bit to kind of still bring forward that feel of, you know, you're looking at the taillights driving by. Man, it, I, I don't know what to say, except just the blend with the music video, and the blend with the, the song itself. Just perfect.
1: Hey man, that was a that was a fun video to shoot. Man, we got we got a little creative. We got uh we actually shot that in uh in our drummer's uh drummer's parents. They got a little shop out here, and uh, we just basically set up in the in a big big ass garage and and shot it um, with a couple of lights and just kept it real simple.
0: I'm saying if you couldn't shoot this one in a full on street or something like that, a garage is the perfect place to shoot because, again, taillights, car, where your car is going to get fixed, a garage. Garage, (laughs) you have a big space. It's fantastic that you guys were able to use his parents' uh, space to really create this whole entire thing because, not that, but just the the style and the background of the garage kind of gives a little bit more of this rustic, kind of more concrete vibe in a way. So it really feels like you're, you know. Oh, uh, Matt, are you still there? Oh, freaking a! Oh no, 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 no! That's not good. That's not good. Matt, you still
1: there?
0: Yeah, I, can you hear me? Yeah, my I think my internet just cut off for like five, six seconds. Um, so I was gonna say sorry, but oh, did it happen again? All right, do I, do I have you now? Come on, yeah. Guys. Okay. Yeah, now it keeps coming in and out. You got to be kidding me! Oh, come on! Thanks for your patience, everybody. Back to Blacktop Mojo. Alrighty, let's let let's let's start this back up because, well, for everyone that uh, just experienced what has just happened, my internet connection decided to go completely kaput on me in the middle of this fantastic interview. So, gave it took about like two minutes, and all of a sudden we are back. So, again, Matt, thank you for hanging with us. But back into tail lights because again you had the video with it that really just perfectly personified the whole entire mindset, the whole entire idea behind the the song. So again, just to perfection. To perfection. It was fantastic. Thank you, brother. Thank you. So of course I you know me, I always like to do when I go through a song overall really put together. And I think I summed it up with this. Overall, I was not expecting this from you guys in Black Top Mojo, but the way that the vocals and instrumentals perfectly float and dance together makes me think this had to be inspired by Prince in some way. And Prince is incredibly hard to emulate in style without missing something or potentially messing it up. The simplicity instrumentals that tell the story and let the vocals take charge, all, all while letting the solo show the differentiation in sh- the true power of the construction of the song really stands out. But when Matt's vocals come in, he perfectly shows in pitch and in pace and variation the pain of losing the one you love because of your own doing and the pain that you cause yourself. I am utterly amazed at how well this was put together. And if the man was still alive, I am honestly saying this Prince would definitely be proud of this track.
1: Hell yeah, brother. I appreciate that, man.
0: No, I feel like that's a, it's a whole missed opportunity because I should have worn my the one Prince t-shirt I have for this. Like, right. It would have been perfect, but Missed out on that one because it's a little warm in here and that sure probably would make me sweat like crazy. And I just didn't feel like doing that today.
1: Yeah. It's hot everywhere, man.
0: Oh, yeah. And I mean, I'm prepared for, you know, with again, concert season, festival season. I'm, I'm prepared to make sure that when I go to all these different shows, all these different festivals, that I've got clothes that will hopefully not just hold on to sweat like crazy. And a large enough cooler to hold every single beverage that I would potentially need for a whole entire weekend. Absolutely,
1: you're gonna need a lot of them for Rock Fest. That's for damn sure.
0: That's- oh, oh, believe me, this I am definitely gonna be bringing as many as I possibly can. I will, I will basically pack my whole entire trunk of my car with just coolers because I initially had the Winnebago idea, but unfortunately, I can't get a Winnebago there for two reasons. One. Because of the pandemic, a lot of places sold them off, and to try and rent one, is rather expensive. I had the money for it, but this is where part two comes in. My appendix surgery bill came, and that kind of wiped out a little bit of my fun money for that. So, uh, unfortunately, I got to bring my car for this one. But I will pack that trunk full of coolers with everything I possibly can can think of. And then, oh, what about, you know, like some luggage and stuff? I know, that's what the back seat's for. Yeah. Take the luggage
1: out, you sleep in the back seat, you'd be good, man. Bring Uh, your
0: little (laughs) Or like I'm just gonna crash in my buddy's tent and just basically use my car as just like this massive like storage facility for all my stuff, and then all the coolers I could possibly. It's like okay, this cooler is just for beer, this cooler is just for water and Gatorade, this cooler is for any kind of food that I need to keep cold. What's this one for? I honestly don't remember what I put in that one, but it's here. Yeah,
1: absolutely. It's gonna be a good time, man. I'm 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 pretty stoked. It's been. I think our first Rock Fest was. 2017 2018 something like
0: that so it'll be it'll be awesome to be back oh it'd be great to have you guys back up there as well because again when when the lineup was started to get announced for 2021 i was looking at it just thinking okay who am i going to be able to go and see what's this going to end up looking like i'm just thinking okay okay blacktop mojo yes oh yeah so, so, again, definitely, and I know, again, all, like a lot of my friends are, like already put this out there, but they're already just like folks on. Like, we had a little bit of a call earlier and before Rockfest, we was like, okay, who do we want to, like, who wants us to go see? What do we all got to bring? And all of a sudden, my friend's like, okay, we got to go see Black Top. We got to go see Black Top. I'm like, dude, chill. We're going to do it. I'm going to, I, mean, I, I got to beat them there. I'm going to, so it's like, okay, it's, uh, they're playing at – because you guys said you're playing around like one ish, I think. It's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It'll be like, okay, it's like, tw- it's like 12, we got to get over there. Where's Kevin? Dude, he was there an hour ago. <laughs> right. You get your spot, man. You gotta get your get your spot in there. It's gonna be interesting because I've actually never been to Rockfest yet. All like a bunch of my friends have been there. It's my first time actually going this year. So I'm kind of curious to see what to expect, what to really take in. But it, it's I kind of already kind of like wrote out like, okay, here are the bands. I'd have to go see the bands. It's like I'm definitely going to see and it's just going to be one hell of a while weekend. Honestly, it's going to feel so great to be back out there and be back out, you know, seeing you guys play live, seeing as every band play live, and I'm pretty sure for you guys be just being out there is going to be one of the best feelings, especially after COVID-19.
1: Absolutely, man. It's going to be uh it's going to be a hell of a time, man.
0: You guys got any like special kind of wacky things on your live set for us to expect? Um for that one, um, I don't know, you just have to wait and see, bro. <laughs> you just have to wait and see. Okay, well yeah, man, it's only a
1: week, it's only a week.
0: Well, from the shooting this, it's only a week, absolutely. But then with all the other live shows as well that you guys will be playing, it's yeah, I like that. Just come out and see and you'll see what you you just you'll see what oh, happens. Yeah. Oh yeah don't don't get don't give out too much because you want to make sure that people come out see but when it comes to the self title album because of course the only single i've heard of it so far is taillights and i got i always been asking this question with everybody's coming out with new albums so with the songs that have not been released off of your upcoming album your self titled album right now which is going to be the one that you think the fans are going to really potentially latch on to which is like which is the one that is like the can't miss track on that album
1: um man it's hard to pick one um this next single, we got a new single coming out in a few weeks. Um, it'll be out probably a week after Rock Fest. Um, but I, I think that track in particular, people are gonna latch on to. It's more of a, it's more heavy. It's more upbeat. It's more, uh, it's more rock and style, you know. Um, so hopefully, people latch on to that one. That'll, that'll be cool.
0: I think people, I mean, when it comes to just something especially, again, going back to the whole entire pandemic where now we're kind of getting out of it, everyone's kind of getting more of those upbeat, high spirits once again, then releasing a track that's a little bit more upbeat, a little bit more with that classic rock vibe that Blacktop Mojo has, it's going to be something that a lot of people are going to get and be like, okay, here we go, and then really amp them up for when the album comes out to really dive deep into it, so... Now that the next oh, single yeah. that comes out, I mean, maybe by the time this podcast comes out, that single might be out already. So make sure you go check it out. But, you know, there's definitely going to be some other deep tracks in there that I'm pretty sure that people are going to end up listening to and just get completely, completely lost in some of what I did with Tail Lights. It's easily going to happen because, hell, everyone reacts to certain songs in certain ways, in different ways as well. But it's just something where we can all relate to a lot of these songs. So you're going to want to just take as many these as possible, the upbeat ones. A song like Taillights as well just really get into the whole entire album because I mean hell, why wouldn't you?
1: Yeah, man. Um Yeah, I think we'll be playing a couple new tracks at Rockfest. So um you'll have to let me know. Let me know what you think.
0: I mean, pretty sure it's like you're gonna end up being on stage, like, let me what do you guys think of that one? You're just gonna hear us all going like, Woo! Yeah, then, on the scale of one to woo. Then there might be me, you might just see be seeing me on phones like, <laughs> okay, what the heck is Kevin doing? He's writing notes about something. I don't know what it's 'cause you just see me going like <laughs> There you go, And all of a sudden I'll probably end up dropping my phone. Somebody will step on it. The cracks will get even bigger and I'll be like, okay. And I was trying to type on this. And all of a sudden I'll finish my little note for that song. You guys go <laughs> to a next, one. I'm like, okay, go open up a different note. I'm going to look at my thumbs, all the cracks on the screen. My thumbs are going to be bleeding. I'm going to be like,
1: okay, here Save we go. Cl- Save it to the cloud, man. Send it to the
0: cloud and then just power through the next one. <laughs> yep. Nope. <laughs> So, I mean, I'm pretty sure by the time you know Rockfest Fest is gonna end, I, I'm gonna end up just feeling, be feeling like uh, I just went through four days, a bunch of great bands, jumped in the crowd, mosh pits galore. I'm feeling like absolutely just like I need a day off. But was it worth it? Oh, absolutely, yeah. I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm looking forward to just doing all that stuff, and then everything else that comes with live music being back, just seeing again not only you guys but as many other bands on the road as possible because it seems like you know we had the great concert drop or the great tour drop of 2021 over the past like month month and a half and i'm not going to lie because of you guys because a lot of bands like you that put out high quality music you guys are making my bank account yell at me
1: <laughs> we appreciate you buying the music man
0: <laughs> it's like sure. okay yeah it's basically it's like okay appreciate you buying the music it's like okay there's new music coming out okay let me pre-order this because especially with you guys putting out great music in with especially every band the podcast i want to be as supportive as possible so it's like okay let's put in the pre-order let's call it let's make sure that goes all of a sudden it's like okay i get to see him play live all right let's do that to the point where every when people invite me places now it's i have to look at my calendar and be like okay am i going to a concert that day it's gotten yeah. back to that and i'm not gonna lie it I'm feels so good. happy man i'm so happy yeah, it feels good it feels so good after the shit that we just went through where it was, I couldn't go to, we couldn't, I couldn't go any concerts. You couldn't go to concerts. You couldn't even play any really live shows for that matter. And it's like, okay, now people didn't really want to see you because it was a pandemic and everyone was kind of just sitting in their house. Like, okay, when can we go outside again? But now that it's back to that, everyone's wanting to do something like, but I want to go see live shows. I want to go do this. I want to go do that. To the point where I'm pretty sure from Rockfest until, Right now, from Rockfest until early November, every single weekend, I've got a concert, at least one to go to. At least one. And I am not mad about that whatsoever. I'm just like, I could think I would do this again. Yeah.
1: I think we've all been missing it, man.
0: Oh, absolutely. Even to the point where already, oh, this show's about an hour and a half away from me. The show's two hours away from me. The show is like four hours away from me. Yeah, that's that's doable on a Tuesday night.
1: Yeah. Might as well
0: might as well just take advantage of similar again what you guys do with the almost take advantage of the time that you have because the way i look at it where it's again live music has come back and if you get a chance to see a band that you really want to see go take the time and go and see them. if you really want to see Black Dot mojo and they're playing let's say an hour away from where you live take the time to go get a ticket and go watch them play live because if the pandemic taught us anything nothing is certain i mean when the pandemic hit the music industry live music was completely gone to the point where we had no idea when it was coming back so now that it's coming back now that it's back if you get a chance to see one of your favorite live bands perform one of your favorite bands perform, you get a chance to see blacktop mojo perform (laughs) make it happen do it trust me you won't regret it
1: no i don't think you'll ever regret taking that chance and and just uh like you said you never know when it could be taken away you never know when uh when you might not see that band again you know
0: you, yeah, you never know when all of a sudden that band's going to become the uh, the one of the subjects in the song tail lights, and all of a sudden they're going to go down, they, they're going to turn the corner, go away, and all of a sudden you might have lost your chance to see them at, at all, and now you just completely don't know what to do because it's like, I want to see them so bad, but the one time they came around where I was going to be, uh, maybe I had, you know, some, I had to work in the morning. I, honestly, losing sleep for one night is definitely worth going to see a show because – this is how I look at it. Think about a week after that show. You are not going to care about the fact that you lost sleep. All you're going to remember is the good time you had at that show. You're not going to care Absolutely. about the fact that, oh, I only got six hours of sleep that night. Or for me, it's like, oh, I only got four hours or three hours of sleep that night. Yeah, it sucks, but that's only sucked for about 12 hours or one yeah. day maybe. But You'll those memories, again. yeah, those <laughs> memories, oh, man, they they last a lot longer. Amen. And I mean, I'm pretty sure it's the same way for you guys as well when it comes to touring as well, where, of course, the pandemic hitting is you kind of realize the same thing where, again, don't take it for granted. So the fact that you guys are able to, get, able to go back out and tour once again, it's kind of like you guys are going to have a new appreciation for Nelly being back on the road, but the process of playing live shows, traveling from city to city, seeing as many people as possible, and just blowing people's minds with sweet, sweet rock. No,
1: yeah. <laughs> I don't think any of us have ever been more ready to be back on the bus, man. <laughs>
0: The, the the blacktop mojo party bus. You're gonna see it potentially pulling down the pulling down the highway. And I'm pretty sure for some reason I see it at some point. You'll see a little silver Subaru like going like this, just <laughs> and I'm pretty sure your driver will probably look at me and be like, Who the hell is that guy? And all of a sudden I'm just gonna be smiling like a goof, just Hey go, honk you. go home catch it. go catch it. Oh, and then I'll open the sunroof and go,
1: Yay! There you go. <laughs>
0: And then accidentally, probably you know, all of a sudden, throw my hand out the window, and then I'll, I'll, I'll keep one hand on the wheel though, because I don't want to, you know,
1: safety first. Yeah, you
0: know. safety first, because all of a sudden, if I throw if I throw my hands up out the uh, out the sunroof, all of a sudden, next thing you know, my hands are off the wheel. Car starts drifting to the right. And Next thing you know, you know, now my car is in a ditch, and I got to figure out how the hell to get it out of there by myself, which is not going to be an easy task, which is probably an impossible task. So let's let's just stay on the road for that one. But also, yeah. come on, man, come on, give me a hug. Yeah. <laughs> That'll, but hopefully I get that chance to do that. Otherwise, you know, that, that's what Rockfest is for. Just, I mean, it's, I just can't wait to see you guys play live. That's just going to be just... I, I'm, I'm too excited for Rockfest right now, man. It's, again, live shows. I, now that they're, like, I can f- tangibly see them. I can tangibly talk to someone who's... I'm going to be seeing them play live. And I know the day when I'm going to be seeing them play live. It's it, it's kind of surreal because ever since I've been interviewing bands on in the podcast, it's like I always say, when I get a chance to see you live, and. Now it's like I know when I'm going to get a chance to see you live. It is one of the most surreal things I think I've experienced ever since doing this podcast.
1: Yeah, and, and it's going to be in one of the best settings to possibly see live music, which is a big you know, a big festival, man. There's nothing quite like that, that big-ass kick drum just bumping you in that chest, you know?
0: Just make sure the volume of that kick drum is turned all the way up because I want to feel it just... If I'm, even I'm standing next to the speaker, just... It will be at 11. It better be at 11. I really want at 11. Oh shit! Not again. All right, let me try this one more time. Good idea. Our um, I think my internet just cut out once again for like two, six like six seconds. Oh, oh boy! boy. <laughs> here we go again with. Okay, I'm I'm definitely calling my internet company after just being like, "What
1: the hell's going on, guys? You you get a free month for sure." I I,
0: think- I I should honestly because I had them come out here like the like three days before this to fix it, and apparently they didn't fix all of it. So yeah i only a free month. Give me a free year. There you go. Yeah, but uh, um, one other thing I got to ask you about, Matt, when it comes to the whole entire release album is, with the release, again, being on August 13th, what do you think the fans are going to do when it comes to this album coming out? What do you think the reaction is going to be like? Do you think people are going to be just minds blown once again, like when you released the last album? Or is it going to be minds even more blown than the last one? I mean, there's really only two spectrums here. Minds blown, minds even more blown. (laughs)
1: Um, hopefully, very blown, man. Uh, hopefully, uh, you know, no band, I don't think any band makes another album and it's like this one's gonna be worse than the last one, so (laughs) hope you guys like it or whatever. But uh, no, I think uh, I think people are gonna dig it, man. It's uh, it's got a little something there's um, you know, as you heard from Tail Lights, there's there's stuff from all over the different musical spectrums on this album, and uh, I think it's definitely. The album that i'm most proud of to date um that we've made and um i'm really excited man I'll, i can't wait to see what people think about it
0: well i'm gonna be very curious to see what again everyone's gonna react to if you put this much time in, you put this much of yourself it, you put this much pride into it i mean especially after listening to taillights with the way it was constructed and the fact that this was the song was constructed and put together during the tracking process of the album <laughs> And with how well done that was, I'm very curious to see how well of a construction of an album is going to be ahead of us when it releases on the 13th with songs that you guys are really able to hash out and didn't just put together, you know, just all of a sudden because you heard something and you got inspired and went for it during the Trank Like You guys really took time to flesh out a bunch of different ideas on certain songs where I know that I know the quality is going to be there, but I want to see, you know, with how taillights has set you up how close do you guys get to making sure that this matches the utter perfection of the construction of this song like and the rest of it and honestly with the time you guys had to put this together and how you put this together i honestly am really already feeling that you guys are going to absolutely hit on that mark and this potentially could be the best black top mojo album so far
1: fingers crossed man fingers crossed
0: Fingers crossed, um, I, I would pull up my toes and say toes crossed, but that's kind of a weird thing <laughs> to do. But as we close out this podcast, Matt, I always like to give you a chance to say whatever you want to say, plug whatever you want to plug. So, Matt, as we close this out, man, the floor is yours.
1: Um, check out blacktopmoto.com. You can pre-order the album. It comes out August 13th. Um, when you pre-order the album, you get a free download of Taillights instantaneously. Um Go check out the video for tail Ice. it's on YouTube, uh, youtube.com/slash blacktopmojo. Um, everything's at blacktop mojo, all our social media and all that: Facebook, Instagram. Um, yeah, just go check it out, man. Get your pre-order in. Um, every pre-order helps. We're still an independent band, so um, every pre-order helps us get a little further up the chart when uh, release date comes. So.
0: Well, you guys heard that pre-order this album. If you're streaming it, make sure you pre-save it. But yes, pre-order it, whether it's physical copy, digital copy, whatever it might be. And I know what you guys are thinking, of course, following Blacktop Mojo, you want to be able to pre-save this stuff, pre-order this stuff. And Matt told you where to do it. But instead of, you know, typing in the URL and stuff, look at the description of the podcast under the tag, find Blacktop Mojo online. I'm going to have every link there for you. So it's a quick one-stop shop. You're not going to have to worry about it. There you go. Got you covered on that. And now time for number two, where I believe I remember I said this the first time you were on the podcast, where if I enjoy having a guest on the podcast, I always like to make a certain promise. And that promise is always when I see you play live for the first time, first rounds on me. Well, you've been on the podcast twice, and I know I'm going to conceivably see you at Rockfest in Wisconsin because, well, we've been talking about it for most of the podcast. I'm going to be at that at your show. I'm going to be there camping. I'm going to have a trunk with a cooler full of a bunch of stuff. So this is oh, going to yeah. be – this is the promise to you. What After you guys are done with your set, you and the rest of the band, if you guys are feeling like it, just message me. Come out over to the campsite, and I will have as much beer that you guys want to take out <laughs> of that cooler. As much as you want, go for it. Go crazy. Go nuts because – that's my promise to you. I got to make good of my promise because either it's going to be first two rounds on me or come raid my cooler. And I think come raid my cooler is kind of a funner way to say it.
1: There you go. There you go. We'll come check out the trunk cooler, man.
0: Awesome. Well, Matt, I want to again say thank you very much for being in the podcast. Again, thank you for your patience with the unfortunate internet interruptions which i'm going to call my internet company on right after we're done with this so i want to thank you once again and matt i cannot end this podcast with goodbye because i can't wait for the full release of it i'd love to have you on again at some point in the future and now i get to see you play live so on that note see you later man let's rock out brother Hello, folks i'm here with matt from the band blacktop mojo again matt thank you very much for your patience on this one with my internet outages I said I was going to call my internet provider right after this episode. And even before I filmed the intro and the outro, man, I totally did. So we're making sure we get that all fixed up. So we don't have those problems ever again on the podcast. Again, Matt, thank you for all your uh, patience and support. If you guys, not if you guys, you guys should go and check out Black time Mojo. If you haven't pre-saved, pre-order their self-titled album, which comes out on August 13th. Links are in the description below for everything when it comes to finding them online, following them, checking out some of their merch pre-ordering the album, gain a physical copy of it. Make sure you do that. Make sure you go and see them perform live, which is what I did at Rockfest, baby. Oh, yeah. Please remember to follow MSOG Rocks and everything with like Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, the YouTube channel where we host all the podcast videos. Also podcasts on Spotify, podcast iHeartRadio for all you listeners out there. And also a big thank you to our sponsor, Phoenix Fitness. Again, you get 50% off at phoenixfitness.com when you use the code MSOTD at checkout. Links are everything in the description below in the YouTube video or in the description of the podcast. And on that note, that's gonna be for me, you guys. Thank you for watching and listening to the chord Progression Podcast brought to you by MSUD Rocks to Rock and so Roll Thrive. Please remember to check out Blacktop Mojo's subtitle on August 13th. My name is Kevin, and you guys know how I and every single one is up to the big, healthy, and hearty yo yeah.